got gods, monsters, and men all duking it out. Today I'm talking about my 10 favorite action scenes from 2022. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about my 10 favorite action scenes from 2022. It's a yearly thing that I like to do in my favorite genre, and this was a pretty good year. I'll get to it in my intro, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff, and uh, some some scenes you probably already had in mind, and some that you may not have seen yet, so hopefully a little bit of both. So without further ado, let's get started. 2022 was a pretty good year for action movies, thanks in part to a steady stream of CGI-fueled blockbuster fare, but also a resurgence in grounded, stunt-fueled melee bouts, which may or may not involve Santa at some point. With that in mind, here are 10 of my favorite action scenes from 2022, and as with the other lists, I don't really put things in order anymore because, I don't know, I don't like ranking things, I just like things. So, without further ado, let's get started. First, we have the staircase fight from The Princess. Hulu's streaming exclusive B-movie about Joey King's titular princess fighting for her and her family's freedom from an overzealous noble is the kind of one-note fun that action movies do so well, especially when you put together some creative setups for medieval hand-to-hand and melee combat. Case in point, King slicing, dicing, and maneuvering her way through a gaggle of goons chasing her up, down, and all around the castle's main staircase. Like all great action scenes, we've got great choreography and cinematography that makes King look like she's dancing through all of this, with clear shots to indicate where her strikes hit and how. But what makes this scene and many of the movie's other scenes work so well is watching how the titular princess uses her small stature and boldness to her advantage, either by ducking or going for her opponent's legs while they swing broadswords, or using a dude's body as a cushion when she makes giant leaps down multiple floors at once. It looks and feels how a woman of king's size could take on a group like this. Next up, we have The Mission from Top Gun Maverick. If your entire movie is building towards one action scene, it better be a doozy. Thankfully, Tom Cruise's Maverick and company bring out the fireworks for essentially the final third of the movie, as they execute the mission they've been training all movie for. The mission seems fairly simple on paper. Barrel through enemy defenses under radar-activated anti-aircraft measures, and drop two payloads to open up and destroy a uranium enrichment facility. But a limited amount of time and incredibly dangerous maneuvers await as the four fighter jets speed through the mountainous terrain to pull off a near-impossible sequence of shots, all before hitting enemy countermeasures when they're at their weakest. Knowing exactly what has to be done and what can go wrong from... What can go wrong makes every second of this bombing run run incredibly tense, as the pilots push themselves mentally and physically, all while the specter of someone not coming home lingers in the audience's mind. And we haven't even gotten to some of the coolest coolest action movie shots all year, including the F-18s flying in line with a missile strike, the barrel rolls to evade anti-air missiles, and a not-so-easy turn to avoid colliding with a bridge. It's exactly what you'd want in a jet fighter movie. Next up, we have Last Stop from Bullet Train. For the majority of Bullet Train, the audience has enjoyed a number of rapid-fire one-on-one bouts between Brad Pitt's Ladybug and a gaggle of other assassins. But once the film's true villain is revealed and said assassins realize they have a common enemy with plenty of goons at his disposal, things change. 
Now working with men he was fighting with moments ago, Ladybug and company sabotaged the final meeting with the mysterious White Death and his cronies by blowing up, punching, kicking, and slicing them with swords. It's all things we've seen before, but the added fun of watching things like Brian Tyree Henry banter with Brad Pitt before full body jump kicking a dude off the train, and the hilarious final pileup for the titular bullet train make this a suitable finale for this action comedy. Next up, we have Final Showdown from Prey. The original Predator uses a clever trick, even before the titular creature and villain is revealed. We get to see Arnold and company's badass group of mercenaries tear through a heavily armed military compound like a knife through butter, complete with bad puns. Also, we can see how their hardware and prowess mean nothing against the Predator. Prey succeeds by reversing this setup. Instead, our hero, Amber Midthunder's Nehru, is a smart but not an experienced fighter who spends most of the movie running away from fights or barely surviving. And after the Predator has torn through a group of French trappers with guns and Nehru's own skilled warrior brother, Nehru's odds of survival seem slim, which makes her calculated takedown of the Predator all the more satisfying. After luring it into her prepped hunting ground, Nehru begins a series of incredible guerrilla attacks against the creature, hacking, slashing, and wounding it however she can, and using her own ingenuity, namely the tomahawk attached to a rope, to full use. All before luring the beast into a bog and killing it with its own weapon. What a badass finish to a badass movie. Next up, we have The Siege from The Northman. None of the action in Robert Eggers' period fantasy revenge thriller is fun. It's all too grounded, emotionally fraught, and brutal for that. But one scene captures the chaos of combat that Alexander Skarsgård's Amleth has been fighting in for decades. In it, his band of shirtless Vikings lay siege to a village in terrifying fashion, portraying themselves and acting like dogs. The majority of the battle falls Amleth in an oppressive tracking shot that follows our exiled prince through the fight as he takes down anyone in his path seemingly without breaking his stride. Skarsgård's physical presence is impressive since he walks less like a man and more like a monster with a purpose. Narratively, we get to see what kind of ma men Amleth has been running with, what he's capable of, and how jacked Skarsgård got for the part. Okay, that's a little something for anybody with eyes. But thematically, we can also see how terrifying the glorious battle and pillaging Amleth's own father and former clan described actually is. Next up, we have toe-to-toe -to -toe with dildos from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So, two things. Number one, it was super hard to pick one fight from this delightful movie. Pretty much every fight has a unique element incorporated into the choreography, or uses Evelyn's ability to tap into other versions of herself to unlock a new way to fight, whether, it is with, whether it's with incredibly powerful fingers or with empathy. Trying to find a way that, and also trying to find a way that is unique in Michelle Yeoh's incredible movie career, both in Hong Kong and Hollywood, sounds like a fool's errand. But almost nothing captures this movie's absurd approach to, well, everything, like Evelyn facing off against the two, two of the villain's goons who want to power up via a trophy that can be used as a butt plug. It starts as an incredible game of keep away, as Evelyn tries to keep her first combatant away from his key to unlocking greater fighting abilities, before a pantsless security guard dive bombs butt first onto the trophy before engaging Evelyn all with crisp Hong Kong-inspired fight choreography in between, and there's nothing else quite like it. Next up, we have Prison Break from RRR. The heroes of RRR, Raju and Beam, have had plenty of fights before the film's third act. Unfortunately, none of them have been together. They've either tangled with an angry mob or angry animals or on their own or have fought each other. 
But after realizing Raju's real goal and sacrifice he just made to aid the young girl from Beam's village, Beam is overwhelmed with emotion and promises to bring Raju back alive. After the clever use of echolocation to find Raju's cell and an impossible feat of strength from Beam, physics goes out the window as Beam puts Raju on his shoulders and the pair shoots, punches, and kicks their way out of the prison. The visual of Raju dual-wielding rifles on Beam's shoulders is pure absurdity, and also exactly what you want in what is basically a historical superhero adventure film. And that's before Beam and Raju take on in the entire English garrison by themselves, and Raju is seemingly reborn as a Hindi war god with the most devastating arrow attacks since Hawkeye. Next up, we have November Rain from Thor Love and Thunder. The rapid-fire blend of silliness, sincerity, and creativity from Taika Waititi's second Thor movie didn't hit as hard for a lot of people the second time around, but it did for me. Thanks in part to scenes like this, where Thor enlists the help of the Asgardian children to tear through God Gore the God Butcher's shadow army so he can take on Gore one-on-one. -on -one. After imbuing the Asgardian children with Thor-like abilities of their own with Zeus's Thunderbolt, the kids and their favorite god charge the army as Guns N' Roses' November Rain guitar solo blasts for one glorious, silly splash panel moment after another, including the shot of Thor's power spreading to the kids, which is one of my favorite in the past year. And that's before Dr. Jane Foster's Mighty Thor arrives to save the day and existence while being on death's door. It's big, it's bonkers, something new, and also very, very satisfying. Next up, we have the stadium fight from The Batman. This is the kind of live-action Batman action I've been waiting for. One of my biggest pet peeves with previous Batman movies is how stilted or limited that Batman's combat abilities seem to be. More often than not, he's been involved in glorified fistfights, none of which take full advantage of his gadgets, agility, and martial arts prowess, at least not all at once. But watching Robert Pattinson's Batman tear through armed goons with flying kicks, grappling hooks, and even the goons' own weapons was the closest the live-action Batman has gotten to comic book Batman combat since the one good scene in Batman v Superman. He even uses a small explosive on a gas canister to obscure the battleground Arkham Asylum style. While all of the choreography is quick, easy to follow, and provides a ton of variety from MMA-style takedowns to simply hooking dudes and jumping off a ledge, classic, the ticking clock to save the nearby civilians, the last-second save from Selena Kyle, and the lingering final showdown with Paul Dano's Riddler, and the very cool shot of Batman being the beacon from the, for the villain's would-be victims to follow him once the bout is done, are all what we come to Batman for. And finally, we have Santa's Sledge from Violet Knight. David Harbour's early bouts as Santa in Violet Knight against a team of well-trained and well-armed mercenaries has been a sloppy affair. He's taken just as many hits as his opponents, if not more, and largely been bailed out by what gamers would call environmental kills, that more than his own st strength or skill. And with a fresh set of mercs with machine guns surrounding Santa's hideout in a nearby garage slash barn, it looks like lights out for Kris Kringle. But after a pep talk from his girl on the inside, Trudy, and discovering a sledgehammer that reminds him of his old weapon from his Viking warrior days, Santa tears through the snow gear clad commandos with ease. Outside of the pure fun of watching David Harbour spin a sledgehammer like a Lord of the Rings boss or a bunch of brutal kills using winter hardware, the build-up, including hints towards Santa's true fighting prowess, make this scene a wonderfully bloody payoff for the movie's worth of build-up. So those are my 10 favorite action scenes from the year. Let me know if you think I missed any, and thanks as always for listening. Catch you next time. Mm -hmm.
This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.